This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. David Crypto Veronis. <laughs> I, I just jumped in. I was still hearing the intro on my end, and then I, I was able to uh, just hear <laughs> the new nickname you gave me. But apparently I need to get on Crypto.com uh, in, instead of Robinhood so I get access to yeah. a lot of these uh, these really good ones that, that, that you're finding and, and you're naming. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you can't do anything on Robinhood, bro. No, 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 no. Yeah, you need a you need to get a real account. And I think uh, I think Polly hit a dollar, by the way. So H bar hit ten cents. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you, bro. I'm just you know, you know. I've been on H bar since it was at four cents. So right now at ten, dude, I'm like killing it in a half right now, and it's just like starting, like just starting. Like, I expect H-Bar to be at maybe 40, 50 cents when it's all said and done. So I still expect it a four or five time from where it's at right now. That's just me. I'm not a financial advisor, of course. <laughs> always, got, always got to preface it with that, of course. Always, because, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I can't tell you anything about Jasmine since it's up 20% today. You know, I, I, I can't do these things, you know, so I just, you know, I just got to move on. You know, this was at 0.33. Now it's at 0.80 of a cent. So, you know, I can only guide you to, you know, you can only lead a horse to water. It's up to the horse to start drinking. After that, you know, it, it, it's up to you. All right. So is Ronnie Bradford the answer for our special teams coach? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I was pretty certain I'd come on the program and then I'd hear uh, Danny Crossman's name here, but but you want me to say it, so um, yeah. Well, so uh, change it uh, for uh, with an assistant special teams coach. So not I know a lot of Dolphins fans want to see uh, the the change at the special teams coordinator position, Danny Crossman, but uh, it seems like it's another offseason where uh, that is uh, where he's being retained uh, as we just go through uh, just time where uh, nothing changes uh with that position so i got i gotta get into that building and find out what i have have you been able to find out or explain what was the decision like what is it that they don't see wrong with danny crossman that we see wrong all the time because that that, that to me is like that's one of the mysteries of, of the world right now i mean when we talk about earth and things that you need to like answer and wonder about one of them is how is danny crossman still with the miami dolphins i mean that is one of earth's mysteries right now yeah we haven't had access to mike mcdaniel since uh really uh the end of season press conference so he did just introduce Anthony Weaver, and then he, you know, he it was like a quick thing. He said his own thing, and then uh, bolted away. So he wasn't fielding questions. Uh, he will speak at the combine, so that's something for next week uh, that potentially we can get that question in. Uh, and there will be a lot of questions to ask, or if not, then we're finding a time during OTAs or something to get the question in. But um, that's one thing I might point to, or is something Danny Crossman pointed to, maybe going into that last. Uh, week of the season 
going into the playoffs is that after they had those two back-to-back uh, returns where there was the kick return uh, against Baltimore in the penultimate uh, regular season game and then the the uh, punt return for a touchdown that turned the Buffalo game uh, upside down was that uh, they were really high in uh, both of those uh, – well, coverage areas as far as average return or one of the, one of the the I believe yeah it was average return in each kick return and punt return coverage before those and then large returns obviously send you uh, in the other direction so uh, it came up at the worst time for uh, Crossman's unit uh, at that point and then in other areas Braxton Berrios, solid in the return game, always very reliable with his hands back there. And then uh, Jason Sanders did make uh, strides uh, this season after a couple of, uh, of uh, uneven years before that. So uh, so those are a couple of other things maybe they're, they're pointing to. I remember Ronnie Bradford as a uh, draft pick and obviously didn't last very long uh, here and was Montana's defensive coordinator – uh, last year and has been uh, in college for, for a while now. Um, I wonder, there's got to be some, besides the Dolphin connection, but there's got to be some connection to some of these coaches, right? I mean, I would imagine there's something there, right? Well, I was looking at down at his uh, resume and then he happened to be he happened to be uh, the Denver Broncos uh, special teams coordinator when uh, Mike McDaniel was interning there uh, as he was uh, finishing up college, uh, gets into coaching, and his first unpaid internship job under Mike Shanahan with the 05 Denver Broncos as Mike McDaniel is an intern, uh, Ronnie Bradford was a special teams coordinator there. So the, that's one connection. I was actually going to ask you what happened uh, with, with him with the Dolphins. I wasn't uh, really paying attention 93. I see he was the, the fourth yeah. Dolphins, and then he was with the Broncos by the time the, the season started. So just didn't make it uh, during during training camp. Or? We weren't very good drafting in those days. Oh, yeah. That's just, 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 kind those of days. just those days? Yeah, that's just kind of uh, – I think we're pretty good drafting now. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's been some uh, – last couple of, uh, of drafts, it's kind of just they've punted on it based on giving away a first-round pick, and then two years ago didn't have any first or second, so – First selection yep. was you know, two for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, yeah, you know, not like you're, you know, it's one a couple years ago. One of them was for Ramsey. One of them was for Tyreek, right? Tyreek Hill, yeah. So instead of well, yeah, Ra- yeah, Ramsey uh, actually sent a third round pick. So the draft for that because you kind of felt you were closer. So now get some veterans to help you put you over the top. And I kind of understand that it's just unfortunately. The, the injuries have never worked out the last two years for this damn team. It's just absolutely decimated them. But I, I don't pick on them for that. They can draft nowadays. Dude, they can find people undrafted nowadays. Yeah, I found some undrafted gems. The 21 draft was uh, was very good for this team. Obviously, 2020. Kohu is better than Ronnie Bradford. What's up? Cater Kohu is better than Ronnie Bradford. It was better than Ronnie Bradford was in, in 93. Yeah, so... I got you. He struggled a lot this this second season, so he's going to have to turn it back around. Yeah, I, I think I think it was more about scheme and everything else. Yeah, I, I have a feeling with this Weaver guy that he's going to look at players and say, "Okay, this is what I have to do with you. This is what I have to do with you. Okay, now let me design my scheme to make sure it complements what I have. Instead of I have my scheme, let me try to fit the the pieces in my scheme." That's not the way coaching goes. Coaching, like, yeah. I'm sorry. 
right? I was going to say, for a guy like Kater Kohu, that's a challenge when you make it as an undrafted guy playing one system, which was a complete 180 from the one you go to. Then that's a big uh, switch to go into year two and have to completely change schemes like that. Right, exactly. And because and he's young, you also have to give him some time and he has to grow. He, he, this was only his second year. So again, we got to kind of slow down here, and 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 plus he's undrafted from Division right. Two. I mean, give me a freaking break! But um, yeah, no, I, I I saw the hire, and I uh, and again, I just thought of you know special teams wise. Now let let me let me let, let's have some fun here now, because one of the things that I uh, talked about last week when it comes to Weaver, there's a couple of positives that could come out of this. One. Does he does he carry himself like a head coach or not? Um, as far as his personality wise, yeah, I I totally see it. I see him as as a candidate uh, for it, uh, a leader of men that he could lead a whole unit. Um, and then I think with with the Dolphins specifically, I believe Mike McDaniel is a guy that would give uh, the keys to the defense to his defensive coordinator. So uh, similar to what he you know he let Vic Fangio lead that side of the ball uh, this past season. So I could totally see Anthony Weaver just getting that shot where, okay, you have this side of the ball with this team. And then now this is almost like you're, you're also interviewing for next year's head coaching job at, with through your performance with how you lead that uh, side of the ball. And then just how that transcends into how you can just lead on overall locker room. And worst case scenario, if McDaniel is, off the rails and not the answer you might turn to him okay so that's something there that you might have a young head coach that you're developing there for the future here or somewhere else another I, thing i was here i was here people say sometimes like um brian flores before mike mcdaniel uh whether he was uh, too worried about hiring uh, the guy that would replace him if he hired too good of an assistant coach. Right. So I, I like the, the the show of confidence from Mike McDaniel that sure. you know, I mean I'm bringing yeah the guys that we need. This is about uh, bringing the right guys in to to have the the uh, the optimal uh, coaching staff to lead this group, and that he felt he was the right guy for the defense and a guy that is on his way. Uh, similar to Mike McDaniel, how he was after one year as an offensive coordinator, uh, and the Dolphins were the only team to give him that shot actually in in the next uh, hiring cycle. But that's on, but potentially on his way to that head coaching rank. Yeah, no, there's no. And listen, he brought in Daryl Bevel, who has way more experience than him. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. so he doesn't have an ego in that sense. But the way I look at Weaver, okay, if worse something comes off the rails or whatever, maybe that that might be one of your options there. Two, this one's kind of the weakest point out of all of them um, because you do weaken Baltimore, but really for how long? I mean, John Harbaugh has replaced so many coaches and it continues to roll. But for the time being, you did weaken them for a moment because now you do have to replace a good young coach. Um, and, and then obviously he understands what he has to do with the players he said it already with 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 the cornerback. He understood. Oh no, I got I got to move this guy around. This guy's the ultimate chess piece. And then here's the other thing. I want Patrick Queen in a Dolphin uniform. <laughs> this is a good way to get Patrick Queen next to David Long. You know, because uh, I don't think Jerome Baker is back. You know, I don't think X is back. I don't think 
uh, um, what's it called? Wilkins is back. So you're going to free up a lot of money. You're going to have to sign some guys that, that you can work those contracts and move some of that money. I think Patrick Queen is a guy that Anthony Weaver can help me bring in. So what do you think about all those things? And all right, so uh, we we touched on Patrick Queen quickly last time, but have you uh, checked the the contract? I haven't even looked at uh, where he is. Oh, well, he's a he's available this off season. Yeah, he's a free agent this off season. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that would be uh, an intriguing uh, option. Trade and sign somebody. That the Dolphins can't do that. They can't go trade and sign somebody. That's not it. It's free agent, and Pat Pat is a free agent, bro. So he would be. Perfect in the middle with David Long, bro. Perfect. Hey, you might be formulating that Dolphins defense where from your Christian Wilkins prediction to then uh, to then if it's Patrick Queen go, going in to be that guy with David Long or yeah with David Long, then uh, you might just uh, be nailing it down. Uh, I think you've got like all the that cap figured out to because it, it would it would pretty much slide right in if you can if you go ahead and free up without the Christian Wilkins contract on, on board next year, uh, which they have, they'll have a, that, uh, that franchise tag uh, decision to make now coming up uh, then. Yeah. That, I mean, that seems to be a fit. And then obviously uh, Weaver was with him in Baltimore. So uh, you know, not coaching his uh, position specifically, but they're in the same building. And as far as, uh, as far as Weaver also to, to the point now people might bring up that, well, uh, uh, John Harbaugh in Baltimore, he was uh, looking at at, at uh, Orr to be that next defensive coordinator. Uh, but it seemed like that he he really it, it was a situation where he had two great defensive coordinator candidates, and then one was the immediate urgent need that was about to potentially go to a, uh, another spot uh, with uh, with Mike McDonald going to Seattle. If he was going to end up just snagging him. Uh, over that way so it seemed like that's how it just broke down timing wise and really they were just probably on even footing uh at the end of the day as far as uh candidates to go to that next step so uh harbaugh staff it's very minimal because he does an exceptional job of finding the next guys and the next guys and that which is that's the job of a head coach it's not just building one staff it's continually rebuilding your staff. That's 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 what makes you a great head coach. If you can't do that, not just once, but over and over again, you will not be a good head coach for a long time. It's just going to be really, really hard in order for you to survive. You've got to pick some really good assistant coaches, and John Harbaugh does an awesome job of that, dude, every time. Yeah, yeah. and Impressive. this offseason has been a, a revamping of the defensive side. Uh, of the staff. So, um, yeah, well, that was one question I did want to get it, it, into Weaver that uh, shortly after the press conference was how much was it, um, you know, collaboration between him and Mike McDaniel, or if it was just him uh, making these decisions uh, at, sort of with the keys of the defense that uh, he needed some of uh, some new blood, some new guys on that defensive side of the staff to be his assistants for uh, the system. Cause a lot of those assistants they've now coached him, in all the, the different systems, whether it's Boyer and Flores uh, before Fangio, then Fangio, and then now, um, like Austin Clark is still around, then he's going to be going through all, all of these different uh, staffs. So uh, Campanelli uh, would have been in, in line for that, but, you know, had to, to go ahead and, uh, and move on to Green Bay. Um, 
especially after two off seasons where he didn't get the defensive coordinator uh, promotion once he was uh, interviewing for it. So, you know, understandable there, but then also Ronaldo Hill, Sam Madison uh, getting replaced uh, at their positions. All right. So uh, what are you working on the uh, Sun Sentinel, my man? It is. Uh, yeah. And it's the off season. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, this week will be, uh, I'm assuming, just a finalization of this coaching staff because I think the Dolphins would want to get all that uh, done by the combine so that they have their guys that are checking in on prospects uh, at different positions. Uh, so I think we'll be wrapping up on that. And then uh, they're just getting ready for the combine uh, next week, getting out there. And, uh, and uh, that's always a, an interesting time where uh, you get the networking that, that goes on over there. Are you going to be out there in Indy? Uh, not yet i'm not i'm deciding i may go i may not go i don't know yet bro Um, okay yeah the nights aren't um as active as uh they used to be okay Um, i only know what they are now so i I can't compare yeah uh nf do you think you see a ton of nfl people out there not agents Uh, yeah i mean i'm yeah, you see them all around. Now, then also you end up just seeing other sports writers that are doing the same thing as you uh, uh, out and about. But uh, And then you, uh, from my perspective, sometimes I just end up talking to them because those are like friends of mine that I've met from other markets. And then right. you run into them at the Combine. So there, there ends up being some of that too. But then, uh, yeah, you know, uh, good networking overall as far as the, yeah, the, the agents are around. And then just – Yeah, uh, the agents are around for but the per, the pro people the 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 assistant they coach tend to stay out or stay away from uh from yeah. it a little bit although i mean yeah no i mean but there's some high ranking people that i that i have seen out uh, uh sometimes yeah, too yeah yeah but but mm-hmm. it, it, when i went last year i i noticed that it was the person you know and i talked to him i call him and i'm like yo man you're coming out now nah, i don't want to be out there i don't want to be i don't want people taking pictures of me and alcohol and all that so mm. Um, it's uh, they're a little worried about. They kind of, they're a lot of them are staying in, and then they're just sleeping after they're they're done with their interviews. At because usually they they end at eleven at night. That's usually when when the wolves come out at night. The personnel people come out after eleven. That's usually right. the time that they come out. And man, last year, they uh, I was disappointed with the lack of activity at times. So mm-hmm. that's why. Like, you know, if I could just get the information by phone, then I'll just do it that way. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. Although I will say this, I, uh, I've i got to get to uh, pick up a few more new names because some of my guys have gotten old. Some of my guys are retiring and some of my guys are leaving the business. So mm-hmm. that is one thing that's actually changed for me over the years because uh, it's a 30-year cycle, dude. And so, mm-hmm. been, you know, some of them have been stepping out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, shuffling, huh? the, yeah. The, actually, for me, uh, I think the East West and the Senior Bowl are better usually for trying okay. to track kind of people down, you know, because the, yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah, last uh, couple of years up, uh, Perk has I, 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 wonder, I wonder about the East West in Vegas because that's so spread out, that's right, so hard to track people down in, in, in Mobile, it's easy. There's only a couple there, bars. Yeah, yeah. There's two spots, right? <laughs> you know, you're not getting away from me, dude. Uh, you know? <laughs> so, you know, if you're out, I'm gonna see you. If you're not, then you're you know, you're not. But but it's just it's just weird, dude. I used to be able to sit with 
six, seven assistant coaches and personnel directors and smoke cigars for hours. I, I, I don't do that anymore. That's that they don't do that anymore. They don't hang out like that anymore. Smokers yeah. and drinks. And probably I, the setup too. Let me tell you something. They get their own table or something instead of being out here with everyone. I'll tell you what we did one night. I didn't do it, but I was part of it. Okay. I was with some assistant coaches. Okay. This is, may God strike me with a lightning bolt right now. Okay. We went and got a, a, a bar that was right there on Daphne. I think it was called the leaf. Okay. And it was about a couple assistant coaches, a couple of scouts, no media. I was the only media member there. Okay. They brought in four girls. The place was not for smoking, but we made it a, a smoke show. And then the girls were just giving dances all around. This was no more than seven, eight years ago. Okay. Now they did this. The only, the only people that were there, the people that knew each other, we locked the doors. Boom. These guys were drinking. They were getting their dances, talking bullshit. Nobody ever could see it. You know what I mean? But that was in Mobile. And that is two blocks away from, from, the, from the main hotel we were at. Okay? So we were right there, right around the corner. But again, it was just a, a private thing. You know what I mean? But nowadays, these guys will go out less and less and less because they don't want to get caught with a drink in their hand, with a, with a cigar or anything like that. Man, I used to go to Sammy's in Mobile. Now, that's been closed for a few years. But I could go to Sammy's back in the day, and now I'm talking now I'm talking 15, 20, 25 years ago. And I could talk to an assistant coach, a personnel director, a college director of scouting, and we're in the middle of a strip club. Okay. And they're getting dances and they're going back in the champagne room with one or two girls. I could tell you about head coaches that were doing that, and all that. Not that I would ever say it publicly. I, I cannot uh, no names. Would, yeah, we don't have to say names. No, no, I would never say any names. But my point is, that's how much it's changed. That's how much it's changed. That these guys just don't even go out nearly as much. That's why I ask you, when you were out, did you see a lot of, you know, personnel directors and scouts and, and people like that? And it's really hard to find, dude. Because I used to go to the Olive, and I could hang out there, and there'd be... 10, 15 different personnel people smoking cigars. Now they won't even go out to just smoke cigars. It's the yeah. weird. I used to I used to smoke a cigar with Tom Condon every year. Every year, Tom Condon and I would sit there at the Olive and bullshit for three hours and smoke a cigar. I would do it. By the way, I, I used to do it at the Olive, no, no dirty places, with Ron Rivera all the time. Hmm. And then he became a head coach, and then now uh, and then Ron. Now I may be able to bother Ron now that he's not a head coach. Oh. He became a head coach. He didn't hang out anymore. When he was an assistant, he and I used to hang out all the time at the combine and sit there and talk for a couple of hours. You know, that, that's the kind of shit that I miss, dude, that I'm, I'm just not able to do nearly as much because they're not willing to do it in public. Yeah. No, I get it. And uh, it's a byproduct of the smartphone era, of the social media era. And, uh, yeah, you know, us media members that sort of, you know, know what's going on and know how to respect 
people's time and 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 that, that they're making when they're making a public appearance or anything uh we're not going to be out there doing that like us reporters but um you never know what fans are just going to be out there recognize a face and go just you know snapping pics of someone so i get it i think a lot of them probably do want to stay in and then they got an early morning maybe the next day with interviews and because uh, I mean, those are some long days of the com. I mean, for for myself as a writer, I mean, you get up early for uh, prospect uh, media interviews that they do uh, that start at eight a.m. Uh, and then uh, you're trying to be out uh, to to meet people and see um, the team personnel when they're getting out from scouting guys after running drills. Uh, you know, deep into the, you know early morning, basically. So those end up being some really long days for for anyone. So I get it when people are just trying to just get their sleep because uh, they got a big work day the next day anyway, or just trying to avoid the crowds, avoid all the hassle of anything that uh, could come up, any negative implications from uh, just being out, or just if they are out, maybe they're getting their own private uh, area, uh, just somewhere, uh, get their own table, so they're at their own table instead of just out with uh, with the crowd. So uh, a bunch of different factors. So I have really, I don't really have the past to compare it to. I just have last couple that what. So now I'm going on my third combine. So that's really just I've only seen you know right. what it is now. So uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I can't compare it to oh man, the old days were. We're a lot better if, uh, from that perspective. Oh, the old days were a hell of a lot better, yes. <laughs> I still see yeah. the Dallas Cowboys bust. I know that's legendary from yeah, everything I've right. heard. Yeah, yeah. Every time, it's always there. Yeah. I uh, I have a legendary Dallas Cowboys story I'll tell you one day. Okay. <laughs> that, that is not for, for the year? <laughs> no. 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 Not at all. Yeah. One day I'll tell you that uh, that story when we're alone somewhere. All right. I hope maybe it's an indie. Maybe it's an indie in a couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe. But uh, that one will trip you out if I tell you that story. That's okay. for sure. But anyway, yeah, the the stuff that happens on the road, woo, doggy man, and the stuff that used to happen on the road <laughs> is, is the stuff of uh, of legends uh, back in the day. So yeah, that was uh, that was fun. But again, it was great because for information purposes. God, it was it was the golden era, <laughs> you know. At least for me, it was the golden era, in that sense. Now, phones and everything else and social media just ruined so much, and and guys have to kind of change their ways, which is uh, which is a shame, unfortunately. All right, follow him on Twitter at David Feronis underscore, and catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. David, as always, thank you, my brother. Yes, Enjoy sir. your week, my friend. Appreciate sir, you. Talk. Got it. There you go. David Ferronis getting it done. Welton Raum. Jeff Welt knows how to get it done. Daniel Raum knows how to rock it out, baby. 954-966-4646. So let me tell you, we're dealing with a personal injury, bankruptcy, commercial litigation, homeowner property damage, business owner claims, condo damage, criminal defense. Please call Welt and Raum. And by the way, the consultation is completely free. They've got an office in Hollywood, but it doesn't matter where you live. You can call. It's a consultation that's free. You can do a lot of it by phone. Even one of our listeners in Orlando hired Welton Realm. 954-966-4646. They brought Progressive to their knees for us, and it was amazing. So that's why I'm telling you, you call Jeff Welt. He knows how to get it done. 954-966-4646.